Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Choose Happy. This week I'm going to be talking about the basics of a question of do I have an eating disorder? So for anyone that might be worried about their eating or maybe a family member you're worried about their eating or just generally you want to know more about whether your relationship with food is healthy then this is the week for you. Generally, the answer to do I have an eating disorder is no. So they are very common. A lot of people do have them. But generally, I would say the answer would be no. PSA, do not let that put you off. The guidelines for being diagnosed are quite strict. Now, I'll probably do a separate podcast on this as I do actually think they are too strict. And it did kind of put me off going to get diagnosed because when you'd look online obviously that voice in your head is so good at saying oh you don't have that you're not quite specifically that and they can be quite specific so for example from just from my memory I'm pretty sure that when I was looking online and it said the criteria for bulimia was like three binges a week with five purges or it was something quite specific that it's very easy to talk yourself around from so I do think there needs to be a little bit more leniency in that um so please do if you really think you do fit into that category don't let me now put you off and I would really recommend just even if you feel like you don't and you just want to get healthier I would strongly recommend just asking the doctor but yeah so for example for diagnosis for anorexia you generally would be massively restricting your food intake you have to be underweight by bmi and anorexia does have one of the highest death rates of all mental illness for bulimia it's the classic binging purging cycle like with the inducing vomiting and laxative abuse or diuretic abuse um There are also eating disorders such as EDNOS, which is eating disorder not otherwise specified. And this is where you would display characteristics of eating disorders. So you might do binging and purging, but you might be underweight. So you're mixing characteristics of others. So you don't fully fit into one category, but your way with eating is not healthy enough to just be pushed away so you would be classed as an eating disorder not otherwise specified but okay back to my original question so I'm such a rambler of most of the time if you're asking do I have an eating disorder it would generally be no and I would say that is sometimes the wrong question because that can just give you a yes or no answer which obviously is great if it's a yes because well it's not but you know what I mean it's great if that leads you to the yes which leads you to your recovery however more commonly if that then leads you to a no of I don't have an eating disorder I think that can give people a false sense of security into oh I don't have an eating disorder I'm fine my relationship food is clearly healthy a doctor wouldn't want to fix me or do any work easy done well done and that isn't always the case so I would say a better question to ask is do I have a relationship with food that is fully healthy and beneficial to me 
And if your answer to that is yes, which I don't know anyone whose is, then I am so happy for you and that is amazing. If no, that does not mean you have an eating disorder. It just means there is room to improve, which I do sometimes think can be better. It's not putting you in one category or another. It's making you aware of small things that maybe you do, little habits you have or small eating disorder behaviours that you do have that wouldn't categorise you into a full-blown eating disorder that you can then work on. Because otherwise, sometimes those behaviours, if you just say, I don't have an eating disorder, I'm healthy, but you do have those small behaviours, sometimes that can then continue to spiral until you are in the yes category. And obviously that is what we completely want to avoid. We want to get as healthy as early as possible, recognise those bad behaviours and habits, um, just live a healthy and happy life, eating all them gorge foods. So... Most people fall into this category of not having the most beneficial or healthy relationship with food. And that can start with, and I might be wrong here, but I don't know anyone's mum or nan who has not been preaching Weight Watchers, Slimming World, oh, this amazing diet I've been on since I've been a child. And... The word diet and lifestyle change quite frankly makes me want to punch someone. If they tell me they're on a diet, I'm out. I've I've zoned out the conversation. I don't care. All I want to do is tell them how unhealthy that is and it's just not the way to go. You don't need to do that. You don't need to restrict what you're eating for a certain amount of time to get thinner or healthier. But that is drilled into us, especially women from literally I'm 23 now from as young as I can remember and that can all that is sometimes the only toxic behavior that some people have but that is something that could really be beneficial to work away from also this leads into the whole concept of a summer body what on earth is a summer body I don't shed my skin and find a new body to live in for the summer I'm it's February now I will have this body in July I will still have this body in November I will still have this body a year from now your body does not need to be three stone lighter and toned and bronzed and all these things that the diet industry loves to tell us it needs to be in summer it's not it's not right that the media allows us to gain a few pounds at christmas but then the as soon as january starts it's get rid of that christmas fat come on we've got to get our summer bodies summer bodies are made in the winter and all that bollocks it's just manipulative and it is a way for them to get you to purchase their products and to try and get this summer body we're constantly putting cycles of diets that don't work meal plans that don't work or are not sustainable so that you then do them but you put the weight back on so then you will look for another one or do that same one again that is how it is profitable if diets truly worked then the weight loss industry would not exist 
because someone would have created something that made everybody healthy and happy and everyone's ideal and then that would just be what everyone did so that is one thing I always love to remind myself that the diet industry and weight loss industry should not exist it exists because it's shit that's the only reason you would keep going back so another thing that is not the healthiest is when we label foods as good and bad which again is something I know particularly I've heard some of the older people in my life say such as grandparents or my mum being like let's have a treat day or oh, I'm gonna have this cheat meal and again I just food is not good or bad and this is where things can spiral because I started to do this this is one thing I did that I would label foods as good and bad and if I then had one tiny tiny milligram of a bad food for example if I thought grapes were bad if I had one grape that was it I was classing myself as having a binge I'd lost it I was I'd failed myself when really it was it's still just food food no food is going to kill me from eating it and no food is going to magically make me healthier from eating it life is about having that balance we don't need to eat foods we don't like and drink horrible green protein shakes all week so we can have one cheat meal of a Chinese that's just rubbish it's not how it needs to be you can still lose weight or gain weight from having a wide wide variety of foods we don't need to lose carbs carbs are great we don't need to lose sugars sugars are great we it's just not necessary if you feel guilty after eating some foods this can come from the industry surrounding cheat meals and treat days and etc etc oh I need to go and work that off or oh it's okay because I did a big walk before or I'll have to go to the gym double time tomorrow no you don't you don't have to earn food being alive is earning food you deserve food to live and to nourish yourself without food you will literally die you don't have to go on a walk to earn that or if you eat a piece of cake enjoy it don't sit there and think oh my god new look magazine in 2006 told me that if i eat a piece of cake i've got to walk for 45 minutes otherwise i'm going to instantly gain a dress size because you're not you're not i can promise you that you're not no food is good no food is bad food is fuel for our body it, we need it so they are just some of the examples that I think are really common and I see them a lot on social media um, with the adverts and things of oh I'm having my cheat meal tonight but then don't worry I'm getting back on my plan tomorrow and blah 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 and it's just rubbish all food is fine please please don't feel guilty for eating something that you enjoy Okay, so you're probably now thinking, all right, hon, you've told me all the things I shouldn't be doing and 
bringing to my attention things that are unhealthy, but I can't just go away now and stop doing those things. And I get that. Don't worry, guys. So I'm going to give you some little tips on things that I think can help and things that personally helped me. Obviously, I'm in a slightly different situation because I did have a full-blown eating disorder, but that did take a long time to fully get to that diagnosis stage and to get to the point that I was able to be categorised as that. So, and obviously I'm normal, I'm like everyone else. I do, I did used to listen to diet culture and all of that. So these were things that helped me. You need to listen to your body. Your body's smart. It keeps you alive every single day. It pumps the blood around you. It helps you, it helps you live literally without it you would die that was the most simple thing I've ever said but your body helps you live (laughs) it knows when you're hungry your body will give you hunger cues such as you'll start producing more saliva in your mouth when you start to feel that slightly sick feeling sometimes or your stomach will rumble your stomach can hurt if you get too hungry you will feel faint or weak you can go moody if you're anything like my boyfriend. You get hella hangry if you're hungry. Um, these are all ways your body is saying, please, please, please feed me. You need to listen to those. Your body is not against you. You are not hearing those thoughts or feeling those hunger cues because your body is trying to make you fat. It, your body doesn't know how to do that. It just knows how to keep you alive. And some days you will eat more than others. That's okay. If your body is telling you you are hungry, eat. Allow it food. Allow it that nutrients to do what it needs to do to keep you alive. If you think you're sat there thinking, oh, I really want some crisps, but oh God, I shouldn't because I had some this morning, eat them. You wouldn't be saying that if it was fruit. If you feel like your body really needs a smoothie, it needs that goodness. Like if you've not been eating very much fruit and veg, give yourself that. That is okay. It is also okay to rest when you need. Because I do think that along with eating, that is coupled with sometimes quite a toxic exercise culture of you must be doing 10,000 steps a day or... Like, what are you doing? If you're not getting out of bed at 6am to go for a run, then you're never going to succeed in life. Which, for starters, if you do that, unreal. But why? I'm. It baffles me. I'm, I'm not a morning person, so maybe not the best to ask. And I'm 100% not bashing anyone that gets up at 6am to go for a run because you have got some discipline and I really, really respect that. But... I know a lot of people listening will go to bed with all those intentions of I'm going to get up and go for my workout and then in the morning when they don't, that will ruin their day. They will feel unproductive and unmotivated and think, why am I not as good as those people? Why can't I just get up and get out of bed and go for the run like everyone else is doing? And you don't need to. Again, this is... um, an industrial way of getting us to buy those workout plans, buy those DVDs that every Love Islander does. Um, 
when they're telling you, oh, I just did 14 and a half squats a day and now suddenly I look like this. They're failing to mention that they've had a trainer, a meal plan, probably a BBL, but you don't need to do those things. I personally love exercise, but I used to overdo it. I would force myself to walk everywhere. As my eating disorder was starting when I was maybe 16, I would walk miles every day. I would walk from town centre to college and there'd be so many times I'd watch the bus go past and be thinking, oh God, I wish I was on that bus. But inside going, no, it's fine because you're going to be so skinny. Like all of them people on that bus are like, they're not going to look anything like you. But then I would be going home to be going to a Pilates class or a yoga class or to then go to the gym and do a hit workout or run on my treadmill I was over exercising I was not going because it was enjoyable and if there were days that I sustained an injury or which to be honest was very often because if you don't take care of your body it doesn't take care of you back so I have probably pulled every muscle and dislocated every joint possible because I just I wasn't nourishing my bones and my muscles so they weren't there to support me I would then be devastated I'd be sat there I would mirror check so many times a day because I would think oh my god I've not been the gym I've not done this I've not been for a walk and that's just not how life is meant to be sometimes yes it is nice when you kind of think no come on let's get up let's get out and let's go for a walk or a run because sometimes you have just been cooped up inside and it's nice to get that fresh air but equally you should not be doing that for a fitness purpose for a physique purpose if you need a rest day that is okay your body will be telling you that too you'll be tired you'll be in pain you won't be enjoying the run you'll be thinking of ways to get you through it and that's not how it should be we don't have to do a certain amount of kilometers every week we don't have to have a certain 5k time that we need to hit or be able to lift a certain weight it's just not how life needs to be please also remember that these changes won't happen overnight you're not going to listen to me talk on this podcast for half an hour and then go away and be able to just ignore all those diet Instagrams and intermittent fasting Instagrams, which also please do not get me started on because I have never heard anything like a bigger load of rubbish in my life that somehow has become a whole industry. But anyhow, don't expect unrealistic results it is little and often and be sure to reward those little and often so for example you can hide ads on instagram and facebook and i assume you can on twitter and tiktok and everything that is a small reward if you see a diet thing pop up or an ad for skinny tea or even just unfollowing someone that doesn't make you feel great. If you follow someone on your page that every time you see them, you think, wow, I wish I looked like that. Or, oh, God, I don't look like that. 
it is more than okay to unfollow them, even if that person happens to be your sister or someone that you went to school with. It is okay. You are not legally binded to have to see these adverts or to follow these people. You can unfollow them and you can hide the ads. You can hide their posts if you don't want to unfollow them. It is more than okay to do that. It's a slow process. One day it might be that. The next day it might be you don't feel guilty when you eat a whole pack of jammy dodgers. It's not going to be an overnight success. It was not with me and I did not start to even contemplate that in my recovery for a very long time. I just... It took me a very long time to start my recovery actually because of those behaviours. I wanted overnight success. I wanted to say, oh, I've started my recovery and then instantly be well and healthy and strong enough to ignore all those cues and I wasn't. And even now sometimes, I'm not going to lie, they do get me. There are times now I still have to hide ads and unfollow people if they're not making me feel better or I'll notice I've saved a lot of a certain person's posts because I'll maybe have looked at it and thought wow they look amazing but actually is that beneficial to me to be constantly comparing and it's not. Another key part of having a healthy relationship with food is being honest and open with yourself and to as much detail as you're comfortable the people around you because if you try and tell yourself that no I'm okay seeing all those adverts I'm okay following that influencer or I'm okay not eating cheese for the rest of my life then that is what you're going to do that's what your body is going to accept that's you're never going to try and work past those things and it's always just going to lead to being miserable surrounding that subject you're still going to be miserable when you see them post you'd still be miserable every time you saw cheese and couldn't eat it rather than working on those issues similarly with the people around you for example i don't love talking about food or my eating habits so for a while not so much now obviously i talk about it very publicly but if someone was to start to question me on what i ate or to ask me how i ate previously to lose so much weight or to talk to me about their diet that is not something i want to talk about it's damaging to me i think it's damaging to anyone who has that kind of conversation there are boundaries of having healthy weight and food related conversations and then there are just helping to spread that toxic message that we're taught from being younger and my people that are close to me know that they are comfortable talking to me about all these things i'm open they are free to ask me questions as are any of you listening anyone can ask me anything and anyone can ask you anything but know your boundary if you are not comfortable talking about it you do not have to and it is not rude to do that it is not rude to put your mental well-being first if you are in a conversation you do not want to be in it's okay to say i don't agree with this and i would rather we didn't talk about it please it's not rude and it's beneficial to you that is 
I can't express how okay that is. I've probably said this countless times that you could make a drinking game out of it, but no food is bad food. And I just need everyone to know that. I also need you all to know that your relationship with food will probably never be perfect, whatever perfect may be. That would be different to everyone else. Someone's perfect way of eating might be vegan. Others will clearly be not vegan. And that's okay. So don't strive for perfection. Strive for as healthy and happy as you can possibly be. We are all always going to have days where we think, oh my God, I feel disgusting. I feel bloated. I feel horrible and we're all gonna have days where we wake up and think wow god i look amazing my bum looks big or i look really curvy whatever it is that you strive to see in the mirror we are all gonna have those days where we see that and recognize our beauty and we're all gonna have days where we're blind to that and it will still be there but sometimes it's harder to see you've got to strive but that on any of those days you still have a healthy relationship with food it's not about rewarding yourself on the good days and punishing yourself on the bad the way you eat should be pretty standard obviously relations to cravings and listening to your hunger cues you will eat differently on different days but that should never be dependent on how you physically look Leading on from that, it's also quite important to try and remember that those things you may be looking at in the mirror thinking, I hate them, I hate that my arms look like that, I'm too tall or I'm too short or I'm too skinny or too fat, whatever it is you may be thinking, I can 99.9% guarantee to you that someone on your Instagram or your Facebook or that you went to school with or that walked past you in Waitrose last week would kill for that. There will be someone out there that wishes they had your boobs or your legs or your hair. And yes, that doesn't mean you have to love it, but it is you. And those things that you sit there and think, oh my God, I wish I had her legs, whatever it may be. She might be sat at home thinking, oh my God, I wish I was curvy like her or I wish I had a big bum like her. Nobody is 100% happy in who they are and I think it's very easy for us to sit at home and assume they are. It's so easy to just see, especially people we don't know, such as people on social media and influencers, like it is their job to create the perfect life so that we want to follow them. And sometimes that's good, it can be an escape, but a lot of the time it can create the mental health in us that our life is not like theirs. Because we don't see that they're posting that picture in the Maldives whilst they're sat at home and it was six months ago. Or they might post a picture on a night out with their friends that we don't see that they literally went, took a picture and went home. We don't know that they're not sat at home crying. We assume their life is perfect 
because it, that makes it easier for us to put ourselves down. It is 100% easier to be hard on yourself than it is to reward yourself and love yourself. And that's pretty shit. Like, I'm not going to tell you any otherwise. It's pretty shit. But when you get to the point of it becomes natural for you to see the positive before the negative and that you can justify those things and think, wow, that holiday looks amazing. But your instinct response is, I'm really happy for her, but I don't know the backgrounds of that. And it doesn't make my life any less valid or unhappy. And I can go there one day if I want to go there rather than her life is amazing. Mine is awful. I've got a horrible job. I've got whatever that becomes your natural and again that is little by little day by day it's not an overnight change of suddenly you're never going to be jealous of anyone anymore or feel insecure but eventually you want to have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts so self-love i love self-love i absolutely love myself now and I'm not afraid to say that I am beautiful and hilarious not many people think I am but I truly vouch to the grave that I am the funniest person I know and I'm kind and there is a lot to love about me and I hate that I spent so many years hating myself and not recognizing those great things in me And I do find it incredibly painful when I look at someone who I know is putting themselves through what I used to. And I wish beyond anything in the world that I could give everyone self-love and self-confidence. And that does also come from situation. Like I said in my previous podcast, leaving my previous relationship massively helped I would never I would not have the self-confidence or self-love I had now because it was knocked and knocked and knocked away so again it it's not an easy journey but learning to love yourself is not selfish there is a massive massive difference between confidence and arrogance you are not going to become one of those arrogant men at the races we all know the guy I'm talking about if you learn to love yourself and you go actually I look bomb in this outfit my boobs are amazing or I love that I'm tall because I've got long legs or I love that I'm short because I look cute and petite that's great no one is ever going to love you the way that you should love yourself and you are the only consistency in your life yes I hope my boyfriend now is in my life forever But the only thing or person I can guarantee will be with me for the rest of my life is myself. So I want to like myself. I'm with me 24-7. I literally cannot get rid of myself. Why would I want to sit here with myself and not like who I am? A good metaphor that someone said to me was, if your personality and your inner voice was a person would you text them back and my answer now is hell yeah she's a boss bitch we would have a long text thread 
if you asked me a year ago, I'd be like, no, she is miserable. She drags me down. No, I would not text her back. And the aim is to slowly but surely increase that text thread. Want to be on your own and spend time with yourself. Know that you don't have to look for external validation. You don't need to post a picture on Instagram to get that validation. You don't need to ask your friends if you look nice or follow some stupid diet plan to feel good. You know it in yourself. And it's truly an amazing feeling and it is all part of having that healthy relationship with food and body image because as healthy as that can be nine times out of ten what you eat will then not matter yes obviously physically you might you do feel different I'm not going to lie to you you feel different after you've eaten a bowl of soup versus a big Chinese because sometimes it's harder for your body to process or you might feel bloated but that's still okay and if you do feel like you're really struggling with these kind of things or you're not sure if you have eating disorders that are out of control or behaviours that might slip you into a category or specific things I've not spoke about here that you're really not sure where to start and it feels very overwhelming, then you are never ever on your own. I am here 24-7 if you want me. I sleep about 30 minutes a night honestly message me message a friend go to your gp there are so so many services out there and people out there that would be so willing to help and you would be amazed how surprised people can be when you reveal those kind of things when i started my page i got a lot of messages from mainly women that some have been in my life since i've been in school and Either they had no idea that I was struggling or I had no idea that they were struggling and that they found my page so relatable. We are so good at hiding that we are not perfect. And I think as much as society puts that on us, I think British people are so good at pretending to have a perfect life. And we don't. It's not perfect. But you are. You are perfect as you are. You are you and no one else is that's insane that's actually the best quality to have no one else is caitlin i mean there's other people called caitlin but you know what i mean (laughs) no one else is me and you can do this i truly believe anyone can get to happiness and healthiness i truly truly do we can all do this together we are together no one is ever on their own and we're gonna do this so I'm going to leave you there for this week. I hope you all have the most beautiful Sunday. And yeah, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. All my love. Bye, angels.